For more than 40 years, Dr. David Jeremiah has faithfully preached God's Word. And as the world changes, how the message is delivered expands. Turning Point Plus was created as the next step in our digital broadcast ministry. And it's available instantly when you sign up to support Turning Point with an automatic monthly gift of any amount. Learn more and access more than 12,000 audio and video messages at turningpointplus.org. A military unit is trained to hold its ground against enemy attack, to never give an inch. That same resolve should be exhibited in the love you show. Today on Turning Point, Dr. David Jeremiah takes a closer look at conquering discouragement through the enduring spirit of agape love. To introduce the encouraging conclusion of his message, Love's Power Over Discouragement, here's David. And thank you for joining us today as we enter the last week of the month of September. We also begin the last week of our teaching on the power of love from 1 Corinthians 13. Today, our discussion is part two of Love's Power Over Discouragement, and we'll get to that in just a moment. Hey, let me tell you before we get into the message that um, we have a beautiful resource for you uh, during this month. It's called The Unchanging Promises of God. It's a calendar, a 14-month calendar that begins in November of this year and goes through all of 2024. It includes all of the holidays and all of the months, those 14 months, and it gives you a chance to get a head start on the new year, putting all of your events in the calendar. We moved the release of this calendar up to September for that very reason. You will get it in plenty of time, and it's yours for a gift when you ask for it during the month of September. Once again, it's a beautiful, beautiful color calendar. You'll be happy and proud to hang it on your wall. I hope you get your copy this month. Right now, we're ready to get started with part two of today's lesson. This is called Love's Power Over Discouragement, and it starts right now. There's one last thing I want to point out before we move to the second of these four things. Under the concept of love bearing all, love is, thirdly, a response which submits to the slights of life. Have you been slighted? Has anybody slighted you? Do you know what that's like? Well, love is careful of wonderful, patient submission, even when we're not treated properly. In this application, beareth would mean putting up with annoyances and burdens in silence. Its acceptance of life is quiet and encompassing. No matter how great the burden, God's love accepts it without protest. It faces the slights and the misunderstandings, the resentments and the evil oppositions without comment. Love is strong in its silence. And sometimes God has to teach us how that works the hard way. And I believe that God wants us to sometimes go through some of those deep waters so that he can teach us the hard lessons we couldn't learn any other way. Love not only bears all things, but notice secondly, love believes all things. If love bearing all things is the protection of love, then love believing all things is the possibility of love. Now what does that mean? Does that mean that a Christian is supposed to believe that White is black and black is white? That sin is okay? Are we to pretend that falsehood is truth? No. 
The believeth all things of verse 7 has to be kept alongside of the rejoices in the truth of verse 6. If you take those apart, you're going to get in trouble. Believing all things has to be kept in the context of rejoicing in the truth. Love believes all things that promote honesty and virtue and truth in others. Love does not believe lies. Love endeavors to correct lies. Love is not suspicious or cynical. If someone has done wrong, love believes that it will be confessed and forgiven and the loved one restored to fellowship. If there is doubt about a person's guilt or innocence, love will always opt for the most favorable possibility because love believes. And there are some folks that are like that. Have you ever known anybody like that? If there are a set of facts that you could take two ways, they always take the most positive, the best, Somebody comes along and says, well, you, did you hear about this? Well, I'll never believe that about them, not till I hear it from their own mouth. They just believe. Love trusts and love has confidence and love believes. I read about Nathaniel Hawthorne, who was just a clerk that anybody would have passed by. He worked in the customs department, and then he was fired one day for inefficiency. He came home and he sat down in his chair and he was broken, discouraged, and defeated. And his wife came up behind him, placed before him a pen and a piece of paper, and putting her arm around him, she said, Now, Nathaniel, you can do what you always wanted to do. You can write. And the first thing that came from his pen was the House of Seven Gables and then the Scarlet Letter. And from then on, he endeared himself to all of us with his great contribution. In one of the writings that have come from that time, one of her last letters, the widow of Nathaniel Hawthorne penned this word of hope, which became an anchor of comfort in her soul's sorrow. She talked about her husband who had died, and she says, I have an eternity, thank God, in which to know him more and more, or I should die in despair. That's love. Love believes. Everybody needs somebody who can believe in them. And the Bible says love believes all things. Do you want to have some practical thoughts about what that means? Let me just give you four or five and you can jot them down. Number one, if you believe all things, you're not suspicious. Oh, man, I'll tell you what, parents need this one bad. All of us. This got me, this shot me between the eyes. While love is not gullible, believing everything it hears... It gives another the benefit of the doubt. Now, here's the thought I, I don't want you to lose. This kind of believing love would rather be deceived as a result of its kindness than to injure by needless suspicion. Ooh. Have you been at that place where you had to make that choice? I really believe that's the truth from the Word of God. This kind of love would rather be deceived because of its kindness than to injure because of suspicion. Next thing I've put down about a practical thought in love believing all things is number two, love assumes one is innocent until proven guilty. I mean, even the law says that. Have you ever spanked the wrong kid? I did it. I had to go back and get it right. Love doesn't jump to negative conclusions. You know, it's so easy to do that. Kids are late. 
I'm supposed to be home at 10 and get home at 15 after. You know, you, your mind's already got them laid out in the highway somewhere, right? I mean, you know, there's been a wreck or... Love doesn't do that. Love believes. Know how we need to ask God to give us that kind of love for our families, for one another. Four, love takes the best possible interpretation or statements about any situation. Do it. Try it. So you say, Pastor, what if I get burned? Listen, if you do it the other way, you've already gotten burned. You see? That's what love tells us. If you don't believe and accept and have that kind of understanding of the situation, you will go through life and whether the truth is known or not, you're burned every time. Because you live in the constant world of negative expectations. The last thing I've written down about love believing all things is that love never attributes ulterior motives to another's actions. Well, yeah, I know they did it, but I think I've got that figured out. I know why they did it. Just how do you know? I mean, are you omniscient? Do you actually believe that you know what another person's motives are? Love doesn't do that. Love doesn't do that. But you have to learn by doing it and finding out it's not supposed to be. So that's one I've learned, thanks to my family. <laughs> Let me take this one very quickly. Love hopes all things. That's the possibilities of love. We've looked at the protection of love, the possibilities of love. You know, love that hopes has confident expectation. This is not a wish-so, dreamy kind of hope. You know the word hope in the Bible? It's one of those words that it's come down into our culture, and when we think of hope, we think hope-so, don't we? Dreamy. Maybe it will happen, but the word hope in the Bible isn't like that. In fact, the Bible says our hope in Christ is the anchor of our soul. Hope in the Bible is not dreamy kind of hope. Hope in the Bible is a definite, persistent, absolute truth. Love hopes all things. Hebrews 6.19 calls this the anchor of the soul. And Romans 5 verse 5 says, this is the hope that makes not ashamed. There is no situation that divine love within the human cannot face with full hope. That's what love is all about. Love hopes. Now, let me just share some things about what that means. Number one, hope never allows facts to be forgotten. I mean, hope doesn't just close one's eyes to the truth. Somebody says, how can we be faithful to reality and at the same time be filled with hope? I mean, there are some situations. Have you heard it said in the hospital? No hope. Does the Christian just cross all of his fingers and kind of dream that maybe there is hope when there isn't? No. You know, I always think about Jesus in that respect. He's our example in this area. He was always the epitome of truth, but he never failed to bring hope to others. Have you noticed that about his life? When he met the woman taken in adultery, he inspired her to hope again. When he met the thief on the cross who had lived his entire life on the other side of the law and faced the just punishment for what he had done, he ended up 
the last minutes of his life hanging on a cross next to Jesus and he left this life with hope. Jesus' stories were filled with hope. Have you noticed that as you read the New Testament? He told stories about the lost coin that was found and the lost son who came home and the lost sheep that was found. And over and over again, what Jesus talked about in his messages was there's hope. But he didn't close his eyes to the truth. And his life, his whole life was filled with hope. They mocked him and they said that he had a devil. His disciples forsook him and fled. He came to the end of his own time and he was nailed to a cross. Paint the canvas of Jesus' life, despair. But though he was disbelieved and crucified, he never doubted the glory that was yet to be. And Hebrews says he endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. He had hope. Love hangs on with tenacity when other hands let go in despair. Love hopes when it cannot find firm ground for faith. To hope when faith has been disappointed is a greater thing than ever to have hoped at all. Love hopes. It hopes all things. Hope never allows facts to be forgotten. Somebody has written, Love does not hope all things by juggling the evidence of the senses. It does not try to persuade itself that the thief is honest or the prostitute is pure or the worldly person heavenly-minded. But love grapples to its soul with the fact that every man was made for honesty and purity and the heavenly vision, and where it cannot find room for its faith in the midst of the sad realities of the hour, love slips its hand into the hand of hope and carries its faith onward to the larger arena of good and holy possibility. That's it. Love always hopes. That's why a man who faces the reality of the doctors telling him that his wife will not survive cancer. He listens and he knows the truth, but he hopes on. Isn't that true? Have you ever been able to understand that? You go and you sit down and you talk with some of the doctors, say it's impossible, there's no hope, but love hopes on. Love hopes on in the midst of hopelessness. When love runs out of faith, it just hangs on to hope. Some of you parents know what that's all about. You've prayed and prayed for that young person who's wandered away from God. And everything that you can see by way of evidence, everything you'd build your faith on says nothing's happening. And it's not going to change. And you can put all your faith you want to in the hope and the possibility. And when there's no more room for faith and no more room to figure it out, all you got, you just keep hoping. Because love hopes on. Love believes. I said that hope is something that we all need in our love relationship. Let me just share with you another thought about hope. Hope never allows failure to be final. Write that down. Hope never allows failure to be final. And you can see that in the Bible. God would not allow the Israelites' failure to be final. He just wouldn't do it. And you read the Old Testament, do you get amazed as I do at how many times they blew it and they just kept coming back? If you want a real expose on that, go through the book of Judges sometime. I mean, the book of Judges is just one failure after another and it's cyclical. You can just chart it. It's just up and down and up and down. They keep failing and God keeps coming back because with God, failure is never final. Jesus Christ would not allow Peter's failure to be final. Remember that? 
Paul wouldn't allow the Corinthians failure to be final that's why I wrote these two letters loving parents do not allow the failure of their wayward children to be final and loving spouses do not allow the failure of their unfaithful partners to be final and loving congregations do not allow the failure of their disciplined members to be final for love keeps on hoping love keeps on hoping and believing love believes all things love bears all things love hopes all things but finally love endures all things that's the patience of love the verb that Paul uses here in this verse where it says love endures all things is not the same one that is used in verse 4 go back in your Bibles to verse 4 and remember in verse 4 we learned that love suffers long and here in this verse we have basically the same thing love endures all things suffering long enduring all things there are two major words in the New Testament for the word patience and the verb that Paul uses here is not the same verb that he uses up in verse 4 the word in verse 4 in the Greek is makrothumia and it refers to patience in respect to people but the word here is hupomonai and it means endureth verse 7 it expresses patience in respect to things this Greek word was a military term used of an army's holding a vital position at all costs every hardship and every suffering was to be endured in order to hold fast the first word in verse 4 refers to love's attitude when it does not receive what is due it but the second word refers to love's attitude when it receives what is not due to it that is bad treatment what happens when you're under bad treatment when love has done everything in its power to provide a shelter when it's exercised every hope and has still not achieved its goal it will suffer patiently and optimistically and the word actually means to hold up under a burden love holds up under a burden love bears what is otherwise unbearable it believes what is otherwise unbelievable it hopes in what otherwise is hopeless and it endures when anything less than love would give up after love bears it believes and after it believes it hopes and after it hopes it endures but there is no after after endurance for endurance is the unending climax of love when love has no evidence it believes the best when the evidence is adverse it hopes for the best and when hopes are repeatedly disappointed it just courageously waits and endures that's real love that's the reality of love it's not the candy-coated Hollywood version of syrupy sentimentality this is love in the trenches where real love takes place some of you know that some of you've gone through that situation in your home you've been through marital discord when the only thing that has held you together is that deep love underneath the surface not even expressed sometimes that has held you in there until the difficulties could be worked through you bore it at first and then you tried to believe the best and then all that was left was hope and then your hope seemed to be dashed but you just patiently endured anyway because you loved that happens in your relationship with your children some of you have gone through that in trying to bring your children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord first you bore their ill temper 
Then you tried to believe the best in their behalf. And then the belief began to waver and all you had was hope. And then it looked like your hopes were dashed upon the rocks and all you could do was just endure. But you did it because you loved. That's what love is. That's why we're going to read in the rest of this chapter that abideth faith, hope, charity, these three. But the greatest of these is love. Because love will last when everything else is gone. If it's genuine agape love. It's in us to deal with the all things if we have love. Agostino D'Antonio was a sculptor in Florence, Italy. He worked diligently but unsuccessfully on a large piece of marble. Finally, he said, I can't do anything with it. Take it and get rid of it. Other sculptures tried their hand at it, but they too gave up the task. And the stone finally was laid on the rubbish heap, and it was there for 40 years. And Michelangelo saw the stone and its latent possibilities, and he ordered it brought to his studio. He began to work upon it, and ultimately his vision and work were crowned with success. And out of that seemingly worthless stone, he carved one of the world's masterpieces. I have a replica of it in my office the bust of David. What was different? What was different in Michelangelo and the rest who had tried? Was it in the stone? No. It was in Michelangelo. He saw in that piece of stone what nobody else could see. He had something within him that made him deal with that unsculptured piece of rock. And in his mind, he saw the possibility. And he believed that it could be something that it never was. And because of his faith and his hope, and obviously during the process, his endurance, he made something that was ugly very beautiful. And in all of life, when it comes to the application of love, we have to apply that principle. It's not in the person that you struggle with. It's not in the situation you deal with that the problem will be answered. It's in you. It's in your heart. It's in your love. And let's pray that God will fan the flame of that eternal fire within each of us, that it may be true for us, as Paul says it should be, that our love will bear all things and believe all things and hope all things and endure all things. Hmm. Well, tomorrow we're going to talk about love's power over time. Two days on that and then the final priority and the conclusion of our series. Before we say our final goodbye today, let me just remind you that you can still get the study guide and the CD package that goes with this series. It memorializes everything I've said, including with the study guide, notes and outlines and um, interaction material for you to work on doing everything that you can do to make sure this material stays in your heart and in your mind. Get this from davidjeremiah.org. And don't forget, we're going to the Caribbean in December, and uh, we'd like you to go with us. This cruise begins on the 27th of December, leaving from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Comes back on the 7th of January, which means we're 
on a beautiful cruise ship when the year turns over. We'll talk about the past and think about the future. We'll sing together, worship together, have fun together. Michael Sanchez, Uriel Vega, the Martins will be with us, and uh, you don't want to miss this. If you can come, we hope you'll go to our website. There you will find all the information you need to make your reservation, and you can join us as we close out the old year and welcome the new year in just a few weeks. We also want you to know that your gift to Turning Point during the month of September will mean we can send you, if you ask for it, a copy of the new calendar that will capture every important event in 2024. It's a 14-month calendar beginning in November, and it carries all the dates of November and December of this year and then all of the months of next year. It comes to you... uh, packaged in a way that will be beautifully hung on your wall, in your in your office, in your kitchen, wherever you have a space, you'll want to put this calendar up. The photography is, it's really extravagant, and it's a beautiful piece. I hope you'll get your copy of it by sending a gift to Turning Point in the few days that remain in this month and asking for your copy of the new calendar. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow for part one of love's power over time. Today's message came to you from Shadow Mountain Community Church and Dr. David Jeremiah, the senior pastor. How is God blessing you through Turning Point? Let us know by writing to Turning Point for God of Canada, P.O. Box 18098, RPO, Sawasan, Delta, B.C., V4L2M4. Visiting our website at davidjeremiah.ca slash radio or calling 800-946-4300. Ask for your copy of our 14-month calendar for 2024, focused on God's enduring faithfulness, the unchanging promises of God, yours for a gift of any amount. You can also download the free Turning Point mobile app to instantly access our content or search in your app store for the keywords Turning Point Ministries. Visit davidjeremiah.ca slash radio for details. This is David Michael Jeremiah. Join us tomorrow as we continue the series, The Power of Love, on Turning Point with Dr. David Jeremiah. All we do each day, Dr. David Jeremiah and Turning Point work to make a global impact for the kingdom of God, but we can't do it alone. That's where Bible Strong Partners come in. These loyal monthly supporters form the foundation of Turning Point, allowing Dr. Jeremiah to teach the whole counsel of God. Partnering with Turning Point enables you to share in the eternal impact of this ministry, leading people to Christ through our media and printed resources, multiplying Bible teaching broadcasts, presenting the gospel around the globe, and strengthening the saints. In appreciation for your partnership, Turning Point wants to provide you with exclusive monthly resources and study guides, member-only communications, an on-demand library of study content, and so much more. Are you ready to see what the Lord will do? Let's expect to change the world together. Go to davidjeremiah.ca slash BibleStrong to become a BibleStrong partner today. That's davidjeremiah.ca slash BibleStrong. A young college student chauffeured his professor around as he spoke on a lecture tour. He'd heard the professor's lecture so many times he had it memorized. So the professor asked him to deliver the lecture at the next stop and the professor would play the role of the chauffeur. 
The student delivered the lecture perfectly, but then someone asked a question about one of the scientific points in the lecture. The student replied, why, you have asked a question so simple that even my chauffeur can answer it. The moral of the story, don't pretend to be someone you're not. Be who God made you. This is David Jeremiah, encouraging you to get on the road to new life. Discover who God created you to be on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home. Log on to Route66life.com and get your roadmap for life. That's Route66life.com. Route 66, start your journey home today.